Hi, once again, I'm Jeff Smith. I hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day holiday weekend and welcome to another edition of Leading Edge. Coming up, we're going to talk about our veterans and what we should all be thinking this time of the year. But first, this week, Toledo Mayor Wade Capsicavage announced a new strategy in combating violence on Toledo streets. The mayor unveiled the mayor's office of neighborhood safety and engagement and putting 22nd floor newcomer Malcolm Cunningham in charge of that effort. The mayor is calling it a pivotal step toward building stronger partnerships between the community and local government to enhance public safety and the well-being of residents. This comes after two previous strategies and shifts in leadership. My guests this morning have been asking for change and a different approach for months. I want to introduce to you, I really don't need to introduce to you, Donna Owens and Cardi Finkbeiner, but we'll do it anyway. We'll, we'll extend the formalities. Thank you so much for being here and taking some time. We appreciate it. Happy Memorial it. Day, Jeff. Absolutely. Nice Same to, to be you with guys. you, Jeff. I appreciate it. The timing, Cardi, we said couldn't have been better uh, coming into this yes. week. But I want to bring people back, Donna, as well, because there has been a number, there have been num numerous meetings community meetings, meetings with state leadership as well. We'll get to that in just a moment, but I want to get your reaction. Here we go again as far as going with another plan of attack. Your reaction to that this week? I think it's the wrong thing to do. Why is that? Why? Because we should have the police chief in charge and the police in charge and not be spending all this money for somebody that doesn't know the community as well. Hey, from a from a resume standpoint, I mean, you look at Mr. Cunningham and he's got all the credentials. It it reads very well, but no, he is not in a place of safety forces past. Is that what the big issue is, Cardi? Jeff, the big issue is very simple. Violence in Toledo will continue until the Toledo chief of police and the Toledo policemen and women are allowed to do their job and not be fearful of being second-guessed because they do their job. You can't have it both ways. People are breaking the law, and when the law is broken, whatever degree of violence is involved in it, it is our chief of police and his men and women's duty to bring that individual in and let them go before the court and plead their case yeah. while the city presents its case. We instead are hiring a bunch of sociology people we are high, I'm sure the gentleman from uh, ProMedica, I believe he came from ProMedica. Some I, of his I, background, yes. I had not heard of him before, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that he isn't a good man. He is not a public safety expert, at least if he is, it's a real kept secret in Toledo, Ohio, because even people at ProMedica weren't 100% sure what his credentials were this in office, terms of... As, as, as they talk about this office, what it's about, it call, they called it a pivotal step toward building stronger partnerships between the community and local government to enhance public safety and the well-being of residents. It continues, the new office will play a critical role in developing and implementing a comprehensive public safety plan with a focus on community engagement and building capacity and connectivity within the existing safety ecosystem. Not in any of that were the were the words guns or homicides or anything along those lines. I want to show a graphic real quick that we uh, showed, we shared with you this week. Chief Trendley shared the data at a city council meeting, in fact, 
just a few uh, days ago. Looking at the numbers so far in 2023 compared to 2022, where the changes have been. And yes, the, the mayor keeps hitting on the fact homicides are down from this time he last did that year one year ago also uh, this is true but and then we look at shooting incidents and where those are those are up yes, nearly 15 percent yes, sir how do you read these stats and does it matter to you in the game of things yes it matters it matters a lot so are things um, improving they're putting that out there saying things are improving well some things are improving but pe people are getting shot almost every day <clears throat> excuse me um uh, children, you know, young children and and teenagers, and um, they're getting shot every day. We're taping on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. to, to, today, the 6 p.m., you announced there were two shootings, one in South Toledo, another one in North Toledo. I heard uh, Councilman Hobbs fervently begging people on Saturday night Put your guns down. I don't want another summer like last summer. A year ago, they were saying, Chief Crawl and the mayor, I met with them, yeah. Donna met with them, and they were saying, well, things look much better. You guys met with a state a state representative, yeah. not a yeah. state representative, but a representative yes, from sir. the Department of Public yes, Safety in yes. the state of Ohio this week. What came out of that meeting? Oh, that wasn't the uh, director. That was uh, the, so, the deputy director yeah, right. of public safety, state of Ohio. What came out of that meeting is we shouldn't be going with Cities United. Definitely. That was the feelings from the state? Yes. Cities United, an outside organization that comes in and kind of gives cities a game plan for how to lift themselves up from a cycle of violence. But, but, they're, but they're from a state uh, or a, a uh, city that has a lot of violence. Mm -hmm. What have they done there? And what are they gonna do here if they can't do it there? They work in Detroit, eighth, eighth highest murder rate in the country. They work in Cleveland and I called the gentleman who is the director of violence, anti-violence programs at Case Western University. He had never heard of them before. I called uh, Denver, Colorado where they list themselves working. The gentleman that I called there a long time, Toledo and living there now, he did his homework, he found out they did work with the public school systems in Denver. Yeah. Finally, I called Rochester, New York for another contact that they've advertised they've been in. He said, I can't get any evidence of them having done anything in Rochester, New York. But the state's perception was that Toledo doesn't need, or this representative from the state of Ohio said Toledo doesn't need. A little stronger than that. Yes, that they Bad are not, news. he said, they are bad. That's what, what he's... Well, is the state sharing this with the city of Toledo? We are. We are. We right are. here, we right are. now. We are. Jeff. But what, what is the mayor and city council doing? Did they go to the state and ask for help mm -hmm. um, and learn all this you, like you, we you did? You guys have gone to Mayor Capsicavage before, and you've been told, you've, you've told me stories, you've said things that you have listed, you've been told these things have been done before. Correct. You're not covering any Correct. new ground. This, this sounds like new ground hearing from the state of Ohio, is it not? Very new. Oh, there's a lot of programs. Um, grants for like uh, aerial um, and grants for the, um, the cameras mm -hmm. that they could put in, in the area where they're having. You guys continue, you've also asked for a curfew. 
um, to be re-implemented or, or yes. just or just I guess invigorated, if you will, because it has That's always existed. But what has always the mayor existed. did not know until recently that there was a curfew law still in place until the chief, the new chief of police, informed him that there was. But what do you say to those who say curfews don't work? There are cities around the country that say curfews are bad for business. Make that decision. Let the police mm -hmm. on our 12-point plan make the decisions about what they think is going to work and what we trust. I wore this for a simple reason tonight. Put a police department pin, Donna. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and if you don't do anything else as the leader of your country, your state, or your city, your responsibility is to have peace in your city for your citizens. The community and meetings that you guys had, what was the overriding theme that came out of those? What did citizens want? What did they need? Oh. Peace, number one. Yes. They don't want the violence to stop. Yeah. And Mike Bell says this, the violence must stop or there will be an exodus from Toledo to Perrysburg, Maumee, Sylvania, Oregon, um, Holland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. They don't need an excuse. They, they look at our schools and they question whether their kids can get at public educational level the same kind of as you can in Perrysburg. Yeah. Now they look at violence and you're giving them a reason to hit the road. Both of you stick around. We got to take our first break. We are going to bring them back for our third segment. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Memorial Day and honoring our veterans. Stay with us here on Leading Edge. Let's come back to this segment showing you something, um, a, a little reminder, if you will, here on Leading Edge of what Memorial Day is and what it is not. If you could take a look there at home, Memorial Day is a day to remember and honor the men and women who have been killed in the U.S. wars throughout history. Veterans Day, by contrast, commemorates and celebrates all those who have served in the U.S. armed forces and are still living. Memorial Day, obviously a solemn but a tribute to all of our veterans. Charles Heiser joining us. He's with the Veterans Services Committee in Lucas County. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. You come up on this date. What, what comes to mind? What immediately comes to mind? Memorial Day. Yeah. I mean, it covers those veterans that did lose their lives fighting in the various wars over time. But those who have not served, uh, those who maybe not have that connection as far as family is concerned, what do you hope that each and every year this comes around, they do, they think. Uh, it, hopefully it brings about a, a little bit of time for them to reflect and realize that the right to protest, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, these freedoms they get because past presidents, political figures have had the military help keep us free. Mm -hmm. And there's those veterans that die assisting with that in the war. When, when you try to talk to groups or you try to look for services, uh, ways you can make veterans' lives better, is it tougher in today's climate? Is it easier? There's times it is. There's a lot more veterans groups that are out there trying to assist veterans, but you also have anti-veterans that aren't fully aware of what veterans really do. Mm. They're jumping on the bandwagon and whatever people currently dislike or like. How so? Uh, you just get the feeling they had the a cab movement uh, I don't know how to say it mm -hmm. on TV okay where they were anti-police <laughs> yeah you know defunding the police and sure. everything and there's a lot of them that believe anti-military and it's it, military doesn't make policies right so yeah I guess that's just dependent on how you view it and who in your family served yeah and how they've dealt with it and, and that's pretty much it are, are we doing enough? 
throughout the year. It's one day a year, or, or it's Veterans Day when we, when we take that moment to kind of step back and, and look at what, they have, uh, what, what these veterans have done for us. But is it enough? What, what more can we do? In your daily life of the position that you hold, how are you guys trying to make it more of a, of a I guess, keeping it on the front of mind? I guess our focus is for our agency, the Lucas County Veterans Service Commission, is we're geared towards assisting veterans. So be it equine therapy, uh, helping set that up or sending people in that direction or suicide awareness that hits off more around September 11th. Mm -hmm. But there's new programs coming out all the time to help veterans with various issues. We're a unique subculture in the sense that most join right out of high school. So your early adult life is spent in that culture and you take that with you the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So we have our own issues, we have our own group things, and we have our own ideology and our own subculture. The support is there though, and it is needed obviously. It is, yeah. and we're trying to expand it more. You know, we're trying to go more social awareness, more uh, mental health, yeah. you know, plus the normal stuff that we do like filing your disability claims or emergency financial assistance. We've got such an asset here in Dan Cummins and his his willingness to go out and do these stories and tell these stories. We just had a story this past week. <clears throat> I, I encourage people to watch the equine therapy that he just did uh, out in Ottawa Lake. He was mm -hmm. doing that story earlier this week. And obviously the mental health side of things is vital. It is, that's one of the things you have in the military, you make very tight, fast friendships. And when you get out, it's not like that in the civilian side. Mm. Everyone's more, you know people from high school or work. But outside of that, you really don't have a lot of people to hang out with. And to find people that have the same background as I do, as far as my military experiences, basic training, various assignments, that's hard to find. Yeah. How does your Monday play out? We're, we're obviously airing on Sunday. How does your Monday play out? Well, I'm going to Toledo Memorial Day Parade mm -hmm. and the ceremony after. So the parade kicks off at 10 downtown Toledo. Uh, immediately following that is the memorial service with a flyover by the 180th at 1130. Awesome. So. Once again, a tribute to all of our veterans, those who have served and died for our country. Charles, thank you for taking the time. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me, sir. You bet. Stay right there. We'll wrap up things with Donna Owens and Cardi Finkbeiner coming back on the other side. Stay with us. Welcome back once again on this edition of Leading Edge, bringing back Donna Owens and Cardi Finkbeiner, former mayors of the city of Toledo. Council members as well in the 70s, yes. you were saying you guys both came in. What year was it, Cardi? 79. 79. 79. 79. Mm -hmm. My goodness, how time flies. In the old <laughs> safety building. That's <laughs> yes. why we have fond affection for yeah. the police department. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about something that has come up in the headlines over the last couple of weeks, and that is discipline among TPD. And I wanted to talk about how you guys, when you were in the office, how you went about with those union contracts with Toledo police officers. And we saw this come up with Toledo City Council and even Sir Sandra McPherson bringing up the fact, and Cardi, you were talking about it before we went to break, you, or when we were in break, you said councils looking upon, they want to be the ones to discipline or to hand out the discipline. Uh, 
So first and foremost, we get a car pulled over New Year's, New Year's Day. We get the discipline handed down 20 days for one officer, one day for another officer off the job. And then we see a situation where officers in 2021 shared information about an FBI investigation of a priest that was basically a you know, going throughout Northwest Ohio, dealing with issues as far as uh, pedophilia, things of that nature. So I guess my question to you is, how do you go about losing, you know, you, you talk about the losing of confidence with Toledo police. That is your concern with the, with the residents of Toledo. How do you go through and police the police? Does the, is that the mayor's job? Was it ever? That, no. no. No, it was no. not. Mm -mm. That's what public safety directors exist for yeah. mm -hmm. and chiefs of police exist for. If right. they ask council members for an opinion after we might view a video or film or something like that, I'm sure we'd give our opinion, but that is what the chief of police and the safety director's job is. But when I don't think you'd find any place, any city, where the council members would be dishing out the discipline. But has I mean, it gotten to that point? Why, why, would they even, why would that even enter their mind? Well, I think they're inexperienced, the council. Mm -hmm. They're very inexperienced and um, they or see- they, Is it inexperienced or is it impassioned? Um, I mean, I, may, know, maybe, I know we should know Maybe always... a little bit of both. Yeah, mm -hmm. good point. Mm -hmm. A little bit of both. You are talking about the police officers, I believe. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I was wondering if you meant the police officers or the councilmen in both cases. We've got some inexperienced council members also, and unfortunately, not a mentor on council like Gene Cook, Andy Douglas. We served, and Jack Forden and I served together with some pretty intelligent people, and there were mentors there for us. I think that would be very helpful yeah. to this and city council. We learned a lot from them. Yes, and, we did. Uh, it, the more we listened, the more righteous we were. But, but let, me, let, me play devil, let me play devil's advocate here, because I continue to tell my children, you know, boy, you guys have it a lot easier than your mom and dad did growing up, or you had this and you had that. Is it just times are changing and you guys look at it and you say, we did it this way better? The thing is, this council, all of them are mostly inexperienced. Mm -hmm. And that was never the case when we were serving. But when you both came on in 79, how much experience prior to that did you have? No, but we had people there in the, those seats that were mentoring we met with Andy us. Douglas okay. every, yeah. every week or every yes. other week. Councilman, uh -huh. I think then every week, we think we met every week with Andy and asked for his thoughts and opinions on mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. um, Got to make a point here. But like a George Sorrentu, who is an elder statesman, yes. if you will, on yeah. council, should that be his role? Have you had that discussion? George is, George is trying to play <laughs> that role. He, in fact, introduced a resolution that supported our 12-point plan, mm -hmm. and uh, it was rejected. George believes in the 12-point plan. Uh, we were with the mayor about 10 when, days ago, and the mayor said, well, there are things on here that I, I, I can support now, like Blockwatch. He said three times he was going to support Blockwatch. I haven't heard that from any member of council. And the curfew, he said, I didn't realize we still had the curfew, but we can support the curfew. So, and most importantly, for me, and I think I could speak for Donna. And 
We need increased police presence in the neighborhoods where the greatest degree of violence and crime is taking place. That's a no-brainer. Get your police in. Do I know that meaning they're not there? Meaning shuffle or meaning additional, hire more? Additional troop, I mean a combination of yeah. not only Toledo police. Uh, when I had a, a crisis in about the year 2000 with the Bloods and the Crips, we asked the State Highway Patrol to come in and help us. We asked the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and Donna and I and Mike met with the Ohio Departments of Narcotics Intervention and Public Safety just Monday, and it's just about 200 it's, yards from where we're taping this. My goodness, have they a, got a ton of information in there about gangs and the slang that they use and the drugs that are coming into Toledo. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. how much we learned. They had it in Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, um, Cleveland and, Toledo. and then Toledo was the last one. Mm -hmm. And it's been here a year. I've never heard of it. You never heard of it. None of us had heard of you it. You need to go there and, and see it. And it is unbelievable. You need to see it. we got about a minute left. What, what are your hopes for, as, as we have another transition mm -hmm. as far as safety services are concerned, and Malcolm Cunningham comes into this position, what does he need to do, in your view? He needs to ask the chief of police, first and foremost, not the mayor, not any of the assistants to the mayor, He's asked the chief of police, chief, what can I do to help you and your men be successful and safe both? And please stay in weekly contact with me as that changes. 15 seconds, what is your hope for your city? My hope for our city is we become a city of love and not hatred or dissension um, and that we work, work together and reduce the crime together mm. and uh, move forward. I want to save the children. Yeah. I really, truly want to save the children. Don't have to children. have that be the last word. Donna Owens, Cardi Finkbeiner, thank you so much for spending some time. Great insight. We'll be right back right after this. We always appreciate your time. We hope you have a great Memorial Holiday weekend. And if you missed any part of our interviews, check out our YouTube page, WTOL 11.